thank you for joining us on another special Comics Pals review edition. We are here to talk about an image book. Image sends us every single week uh, their books early. So we're here to talk about uh, The Good Asian, number one. This is by Pornsack Pichichot, um, Alexandri, Alexander, Alexander, I guess, uh, Tefengi, uh, who did arts, and Lee Lowridge, who did colors. Uh, Jeff Powell was the letterer and designer, and Dave Johnson did the cover art with an, a variant by Sana Takeda. That's pretty cool. And they actually had a historical consultant on this, Grant Dent. Oh, oh interesting. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I like that. Um, so let's jump right into this. Uh, I am a big fan of Pornsack from Infidel. He did a great job writing that book. That was a tremendous book. We did a book club on that. And, uh, I was excited to see where he would go next. This book very, very much lived up to my expectations. This is a Sean book. Why? Because it's got that gritty noir feel and it's got a bit of a mystery. Uh, to me, it's got that it's got that crime element. These are all things I know you're big fans of. A big fan of. You're absolutely right. The other thing I'm a big fan of is stories that are about race, but not about race in the sense that that's literally what it's about. Like we read home and that was home number one was essentially about people in you know internment camps and that's kind of just what it was this is a story where that's an element of it but it's a but the genre is crime and i love the fact that this book is addressing you know it's time and the way we treated <clears throat> um asian asian people uh asian immigrants at that time um he just does such a great job porn sack does in presenting this story authentically there's nothing more important when you're telling a story like this than authenticity and that's exactly what we get out of it yeah you telling me that there is a historical consultant um i i guess shouldn't be surprising i'm surprised because it seems abnormal but um that was the thing that struck me when i was reading this was how authentic it felt to the time um, and granted, I don't know that much about this period. Like Phil certainly is, uh, I think, more familiar with with this time period than probably anybody else on this podcast. But um, for what I knew about it, it felt very authentic. It felt very in the rhythm of of how people during that time spoke and what they wore and all those kinds of things. And sure. I'm a sucker for a good period piece, um, but not, but similar in the way that you said, Sean, that you like stories that are about race, but that aren't about it. I feel that way about period pieces. Like, I don't want to just have it be like, um, you know, oh, it's set in the past and that's the whole thing. Like the fact that this is a, a story that is, that has a mystery that is, you know, a, a, a classic noir story with these um, these elements about about race. Like all of that combined is something that I'm like super into because there's so many elements that check boxes for me. But like I've read all of those separately. I haven't read all of them together. And that is very compelling. Yeah, I, I read I've I read a story recently that used racial slurs in it and the writer was not 
of the origin of you know the the group of people that you know those slurs were were targeted toward and it didn't make me feel tremendous uh and i started to question oh is this being used too much is this writer just like doing this because they feel like they want to express you know their their racist views um, but they're doing it through character, so it's okay. Those are the kinds of things that come up when you read a story that has race as an element of it. If the writer is not, um, you know, if, if it's just a white dude, right? Yeah. Um, of course, given Pornsack's, um, you know, uh, ethnicity, it it it, ma- it made those questions fall away, and the point and the message was so clear because he's so talented and because what he's trying to get across is is the point of the messaging is 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 on point and that made those questions fall away from me and that's what i needed to be able to invest in this story um it's just so good and i love the lead character as well i really like him yeah yeah you talk about books that that hook you quick i was so so immediately invested in everyone that's that that's here um and that's not easy to do that's not easy to do at all especially not in one issue yeah exactly because that that was something that like stuck out to me right like sean you drew the comparison to home earlier and and i i found myself uh thinking the same thing because that book really didn't click for me and this one immediately did and I was trying to like identify what about it worked for me and I liked um something that I I I think it was you who said this in that review Sean so correct me if I'm wrong but I remember you making the comment about how like all of the uh the American guys at the board who were white dudes were like cartoonishly uh like villainous racist type characters and I'd say that people like that don't exist but like when you meet multiple characters that all have that same vibe, it feels like multiple characters just all speaking in the same voice, and like sure. it lessens the impact. Whereas, uh, what is his name? Uh, O'Malley, right? Yeah, is the is his partner, I guess, on this case. Um, and he, you know, he's racist in a way that I think is like a lot more um, interesting to write about, at least. Because like the the way that um uh the way that uh that we have like the two of them are having a conversation, but then we also have the narration of how our main character is thinking while he's interacting with people like that, and that he's like trying to play him in certain ways and play off his expectation of how he's going to behave in a situation and trying to anticipate like you know, um, like what is the best way for him as a a Chinese cop in the thirties, uh, to a Chinese American cop, uh, to, to navigate that system and, and like, you know, try to do some good, but also like making these compromises that he feels bad about. And like, it, it, it felt, it felt like it was really trying to, engage me as a reader in the conversation of what it's like to live as a minority in a white dominated society, especially in a time where that was like, uh, 
like a foregone conclusion in terms of a societal norm rather than, you know, um, where we're at today, right? Uh, and all of those things felt really authentic and also, again, felt authentic to, like, the time. So, like, it was a thing where, like, I felt, even though that this experience is obviously totally alien to what my own life experiences have been like, it was something where I could immediately connect with like his point of view and how he sees the world and how he operates and like how he problem solves. And it it made him a character that I was like very interested in following and, and, you know, and rooting for and like thinking like seeing where his journey is going to go and like, what are the choices he's going to have to make given you know, the realities of his situation. There's a, um, there's a, there's a, there's a thing that comes to mind for me where uh, there's a famous movie in the seventies that uh, a lot of people label as having the greatest screenplay in Hollywood history called Chinatown. It's a Roman Polanski mm-hmm. movie with Jack Nicholson and famously the end of the movie without spoiling it too much, even though it's a 40 year old, 50 year old movie is uh, basically whatever happens in Chinatown, no one cares about because no one cares about the people that live in Chinatowns. And that movie takes place in Los Angeles. This is in San Francisco. That's a little bit north by like five hours or whatever. And I think it's a really interesting, compelling story to basically have a character who takes on and has to care about the things that actually happen in Chinatown because the rest of San Francisco is going to turn their back to it because who cares about all these people that live here? And Edison Hark is a really interesting dynamic character because he has to make these compromises that Pete alluded to because he only has limited resources beyond his own kind of deductive skills that are uh, showcased really excellently in this story. Yes. I like how they were visually represented. I thought that yes. was really effective. So, yeah. Yeah. How about you, Kale? I really like uh, Edison's background. And his sort of um, his connection of I don't know I guess privilege mm-hmm. or to privilege, mm-hmm. um, you know it sort of has helped elevate him to this place where he is, but he can also sort of interact with the the uh, disenfranchised you know, the dis. Thank you. That's a far better way than I was going to be able to put it. Um. I really like that. I, I felt like that was really uh, authentic. Yep. Uh, and believable. It, it reminded me of, um, what's that term? Uh, code switching? Is that it? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Where like you see the way that he talks to different people differently yeah. based on yeah. what he anticipates he's going to be receiving from them. And yeah, it like that's a very interesting element for a detective character too, because he's a character who like you see that his whole thing is recognizing the details and reading people and reading situations. And the idea that he would use those skills uh, as a way to survive in this fucking racist society and even more racist police force um, was like, I thought again, it's creative, but it's also authentic and, and very smart. And, and, you know, frankly, I wouldn't even say it's creative in the sense that that's what we all have to do. Um, the fact, like the fact that he's a cop and that he has this whole, like, you know, uh, backstory that's a little bit convoluted and he got really lucky and all these different things. Like 
that's what it takes to, 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 to make it to these positions of power. Sometimes, sometimes you've got to be really, really lucky uh, when you're, when, you know, when you're uh, a minority or from a disenfranchised group of people. And in terms of him being very situationally aware, that's something we have to do all the time. Sure. You know, you constantly have to be aware of your surroundings and who's around you when you say something because of how they might receive it and how that might, um, you know, uh, backfire on you um and 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 things like that um and and code switching please forget it i don't know anyone who doesn't do that um in terms of like the people i grew up with and, and whatever um so yeah i think he he utilized the things uh, porn sack does that probably are his real life sure and the real life of people that he knows and just applied it to this character at a time where all of those skills that we use today would have been literally life or death important yeah yeah and, and i i think um that danger is communicated really well and and i think um it, it take takes me back to the home example right where like you see all these cops and they're engaging in this like casual racism and like it's it's it feels decidedly different from that cartoonishly like villainous kind of portrayal um and and I think because it is so casual and the way they're talking about it is so like it doesn't come off as evil, that is worse. That's like more chilling is how normal it is and how like, you know, it's it's literally only you as the reader and our, our POV character, the narrator, who are like identifying that this is fucked up, you know? Um, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, the story is brutal it's harsh it's uncomfortable multiple times the racial slurs that is used uh and addison has to use his sheer talents and wits like he's got this photographic memory and stuff just to be able to get by and to that you have to consider the fact that not everyone is as talented as he is you know not everybody is as smart as he is. Not everybody is able to be as situa situationally aware as he is. And something that the book does well is it shows that he's willing to use his skills to help people who, who, who can't help themselves because the situation they're in is, is, is essentially putting them against the wall. You know, not necessarily speaking English uh, tremendously. That's something that O'Malley uh you know, chastises someone for in the book that, oh, they didn't even, they didn't even bother to learn our lingo, something to that effect. Um, you know, those are things that happen, you know, oh, you don't speak English as good as, as, as white people do. Well, you're going to have trouble making it in America if that's the case for you. And Edison doesn't have those problems. Lucky him. And uh, it's uncomfortable and weird to have to watch him, see people who look like him suffer and be beaten and abused um, by his partner, we're led to believe. Um, and he has to just watch that. And he can't really necessarily do anything about it. But it's uncomfortable, but it's never so uncomfortable that it's like, okay, I can't, I can't read this. It's a very, very fine line. And he walks it so well. Yeah, it doesn't feel like um, I, we like talked. I remember you said that with home and like it's something that like I've seen a lot of people like levy at different 
like um, works that deal with these kinds of subjects, but really do go to more of an extreme where it like it, it almost feels like grief porn, you know, like it's like I don't want to just like see people suffer relentlessly and endlessly. And the fact that like this is a story that's about that, but like he's a character who um, to your point, Sean, right, is empowered by, I mean, a lot of things like his, his own intellect, but also like his status and, and, you know, the connections that he was lucky enough to have or whatever. And the fact that he recognizes that and leverages that to help other people, like that's what makes a hero, right? Like that make that's what makes a guy you want to root for. Um, so I, 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 I agree with you. I, I think it, it does strike a balance that is effective because while all these these you know um background characters are these disenfranchised people who are being hurt like you see a future where uh where edison is is the guy who steps up to to defend them and like that gives you hope that's inspiring you know um and i think that that allows those uh those dark moments to serve as as you know um as impactful as they should be and not just feel like it's you know just like an exercise in 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 misery and 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 that kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like the fact that he is an Asian man. Typically, when you read stories like this, uh, you know, crime noir type stories, the lead is white. The fact that he's in all the same trappings, he's got, you know, he loves women and those women get him into trouble. Yeah. And this whole, like all that, right? But being applied to an Asian man, like when you see that same exact type of paneling or that, that page where it shows him like lusting, when you see that same type of thing with a with a white male, you go, okay, well, he, you know, he loves women and he gets in trouble because, you know, they're they're femme fatales or whatever it is, right? Yeah, yeah. They get him into trouble. When you see, when I saw at least, I'll speak for myself, I see that same panel with an Asian guy. I'm like, oh shoot, he's got he's got the lust for white women, and he better not because if he gets caught with a white woman, that's going to be big trouble. It, it turns it on its head. Once you take that white person out and you put a minority in, the story changes. And that is why we have to have more representation because this is not a story you get. And it's the same trappings. It's the same shit. How many times have we not seen this? But just that one difference makes all the difference. Did you guys get to read the the back matter? Yeah. letter to um, I thought it was really interesting that in the 30s and 40s, uh, he says that uh, Asian crime solvers were all the rage. There's a whole genre of detective films where the the lead character is is uh, Asian. Um, and I guess those are all lost to time now, mostly. Well, what he asked, what he says as well is that um, those stories, the 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 Charlie Charlie Chan, yeah. um, inspired uh, those those stories were translated to 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 America, and we had movies. But Chan was played by white men. Uh huh. That's crazy to think about. Um. Yeah, I I love this story. It's it's brilliant. But you know what else is brilliant is the art. Um, oh, Alexander the color is so good. It, yeah, um, the the colors the colors tremendous. Um, 
Alexander does such a great job of bringing this story to like to life. And it's simple stuff sometimes, like in the in the piece where they're at uh, the uh, what was it Angel House, I think. Uh, Angel Island, where they're at Angel okay, Island, yeah. uh, the 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 pages are um, there are bars on the edges of the page, the the well the wires rather um, that you that you would see, you know, on on top of like a cage or whatever, um, keeping people inside. Um, I love that as a small choice that really accentuates the story. His figures are very very um believable for this time period i feel like a lot of times when you see crime stories uh they're drawn this way um it works so well the coloring is excellent just oh man this is such a brilliant book i love that all the gutters are black um it really like for me accentuates the the noir vibe and like makes it feel like you know the like smoky room and you know it's it's got yeah. that kind of classic feel to it and it makes some of the moments feel like smaller and a little bit more claustrophobic sometimes um and i think that that really works like it it gives you this real like you're just getting flashes you're getting glances it's it's very like about moments you know and it, it kind of reminds me of that like classic faux like you know, uh, it's the guy and he's sitting and he's smoking and then and then the dame walks in, you know, and like it's yeah. got that kind of pacing to it. Um, and I really like um, uh, uh, Edison's uh, design. Like, I think like his whole the long coat and he's got this cool fucking scar and he's always smoking and it's it's a good it's good, man. It's great vibe. You talk about the colors and um, the thing that immediately pops out to me is like in the beginning, you see these backgrounds with have all these kind of sepia tone kind of browns. And then we move into like a more night looking uh, shading and it's these grays and blues and you keep going and there's like purples and stuff for anything that takes place in the past or photographs. And Sean, you'd highlighted the scene where, you know, he's with, uh, you know, his weakness so to speak and there are these uh hot pinks super saturated yeah, yeah just incredible use of color yeah um and then there was one page in particular it's page 17 uh or well 17 for for our uh for our purposes but it's page 13 of the story um it's it's a it's a panel of um edison holding up his badge right and it's kind of like slightly slanted and then against it is you know several other panels that are also kind of slanted as a result and then it it um it ends with you know just a wide panel and i just love that as like that's a very different way to present the same type of page you normally this page would have presented would have been presented with Edison standing straight and those panels going straight down against him just slicing it like that changes the the composition of the page and it makes it that much more dynamic it's small things like that that you can do to turn a page on its head and make it slightly different again those differences like making uh Edison an Asian man. They enhance the story. They make things better, uh, more compelling. So I just love that. And I, I can't sing the praises of this book enough. I can't wait for the next issue. 
Oh yeah, narratively, uh, illustratively, like you can tell a lot of time went into this. Uh, hell, they hired a historian to help. Yeah. Like the, the sincerity of the time. <clears throat> this is a very thoughtful book, and you can see every, you know aspect of that heart and the craft here it's terrific yeah i i think it's an extremely evocative book um and i'm i'm really excited to ride the ride i think like i i'm safe to say i think uh we give it the comics pal seal of approval i think this is truly the good shit yeah absolutely highly recommend you pick it up um if you like crime stories uh if you like stories that kind of deal with racism if you just like good stories in general up your alley for sure um thanks again to the good people at image for providing us with this we really appreciate Appreciate it. it and uh thanks to the creative team for doing a phenomenal job it'll be in stores this wednesday or today i guess um go check it out worth your time uh we also feel like we're worth your time as well if you agree Leave us a follow, uh, give us a rating or a review, wherever it is that you're listening to us. If that's on YouTube, subscribe for free, like the video, share with your friends, all that jazz. It's free to do, and it helps us out a lot more than it costs you. And check out all of our other content. We've got a ton of stuff. Wherever it is that you're listening to us, just browse around a little bit. You're going to find stuff you like, I'm sure. And uh, again, until next time, thank you for listening. Take care, guys. See you next week.